Do you want to improve your entrepreneurial mindset? Learn new business skills? Understand marketing digital and the social media landscape? Then you are listening to the right podcast. Welcome to the Lebo Lion Show, the biggest marketing and entrepreneurship podcast on the African continent. Join me, your host, Lebo Lion SA, as we have courageous conversations with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and marketers that you should know. Subscribe to the Lebo Lion Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud to be the first to get a notification every second Tuesday of the month when we release a new episode. You can even tune in on YouTube at Lebo Lion SA to see a video version of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to the Lion Tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Level line with the podcast. Teach you lesson because I got class. Level line with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Come let me teach you a lesson. Come let me teach you a lesson. Level line with the tweets. Follow me back to my nest. Level line with the podcast. Teach you lesson because I got class. Level line with the impact. You be lying, that's a real fact. Let me learn your song. Let me learn your song. Let me learn your song. Come here, let me learn your song. 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 Come here, let me learn your song. 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 Come here, let me learn your song. 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 Come here, let me learn your song. Hi Lion Tribe, welcome to another episode of the Lebu Lion Show. Today we've got a hot topic and it's something that people have been talking about on Twitter for the past couple of days and I thought I can't miss this train, I definitely have to hop onto it because it talks about something that we talk about quite often on this platform which is influencer marketing. Now the conversation they were having on Twitter or they are having on Twitter is attempting to be a very layered conversation because it's not just about influences it's also about the law it's also about travel it's about a lot of things and the section i want to focus on is the influencer marketing section because this is a marketing and business podcast and i think a lot of us as business owners and as marketers are starting to incorporate influencer marketing more and more into our strategies and into our businesses and so we have to understand how this works because if you do not do it right it can backfire on you as an influencer or as a company or as a brand so you want to do it right because influencer marketing really at the core is all about leveraging on trust and when you break trust with people you lose them forever you do not want to be that kind of brand and the hot ticket item that i'm talking about is something called hello darlings so this is a company called hello darlings and allegedly the founder of this company tasnim musa has stolen people's money apparently according to twitter by falsely advertising holidays that they would receive via her company hello darlings and the reason why people are talking about influencer marketing regarding the saga is because Tasneem used influencers, very well-known influencers, South African influencers, to promote the holidays that she was showcasing on her business assets. 
And so this has become a very big story because a lot of people have lost their money. And a lot of people are also saying that it's similar to the Tinder swindler where they were promised things that weren't real and they were actually duped into a fake company with fake products. And so it's important for us to speak about this so we can refine our understanding of influencer marketing, learn how to build trust with our audience, and then learn how to deliver what we promise and make sure that we're aligning with the right kinds of people so we don't find ourselves in situations where we are being discredited. The reason why I'm saying allegedly is because this case has not been to court and I can't even call it a case. This saga has not been to court. People have opened cases as individuals, but nothing has happened yet. People are still looking for Tasneem. Nobody knows where she is. She's deleted their social media accounts on Instagram and all the other platforms. The number doesn't work. The emails aren't going through. So this lady has disappeared and a lot of people want their money back. Rightfully so. But how does this work? How is it that somebody can convince people to buy something that essentially doesn't exist? And how is it that people don't realize that a product doesn't exist or an offering doesn't exist or is fake or isn't what is being represented? I mean, another great case of an experience that was falsely marketed was Fire Festival. And if you've never heard of Fire Festival, I urge you to go onto Netflix and to watch the documentary or Google it and you will know about the disaster, the epic and colossal disaster that was Fire Festival. And it was literally an event where they used celebrities, models and big influencers to market an event that had never happened in a place that hadn't been vetted. And so when the event had to happen, it didn't happen the way that it was supposed to happen. And people spent a lot of money thinking they were going to get this influencer slash celebrity model experience of being on yachts and drinking champagne, etc. that they were being shown on Instagram. I mean, people like Kylie Jenner were part of the marketing of this campaign. And so it made people really trust that the messaging they're being showed is real. So how does it happen? You know, a lot of the time when I train people about influencer marketing, and when I say people, I mean the general public. I have one rule, and I think this rule is something we need to normalize in our society because too many people are trying to protect influencers and not realizing that by protecting any behavior, whether good or bad, actually dilutes the credibility and the value of the profession because for something to be valuable for something to be respected it has to be honest and if you want to maintain that you have to weed out all of the dishonesty and all of the things that make it something that is not credible but when i teach people about influencer marketing and understanding the social media landscape what i always say to them and this is the golden rule the influencer experience is not the consumer experience. I am going to repeat this again. The influencer experience is not the consumer experience. What does this mean? It means that nine times out of 10, when you see an influencer posting about an event, a product, or something that they've experienced, this experience has been specifically and deliberately curated so that they can show you the best content and the best elements of this product 
or service or experience, right? So it doesn't mean that when you go to experience that thing or use that thing or purchase that thing, that you will have the same experience because you're coming as a consumer. You're not coming as a VIP guest. What you're seeing being shown by influencers is the VIP experience. And brands have every incentive to make influencers have a VIP experience because influencers are the people who promote and amplify all the things that a brand has to offer. And so they create the curiosity, the desire, the need that people have to want to come and try that place and spend their money. And the problem with this, the problem with the fact that companies and brands create a VIP exclusive experience for influencers that they don't give to the average customer is that in my opinion, it is a form of false marketing because as a consumer, I am expecting that I will get a similar experience to the influencer who's showing me what this product or service or place is. And so if I am not getting that when I come to your establishment and I'm just being treated like anybody, then how is that honest representation of what the establishment has to offer, what the brand has to offer? And so I think we also need to start moving away from a world where influencers are going to curated events to showcase a product in a way that the average person would not consume on a day-to-day basis. So for me, if you're going to look at influencers and use them to research places, to research where you want to go, which product you want to consume or who you want to work with, if you want to use influencers as a gauge of how credible something is, make sure that what they're showing you looks like the average person's experience of the place. If they are showing you this and they're showing you that this is my regular experience of this place, then more likely than not, they are showing you a true representation of what that space would be like without cameras, without a brand manager trying to showcase the space in its best light. Now, for some people who don't understand influencer marketing, what I'm saying can sound a bit subjective, you know? It can seem even uh, a bit negative, like why would you see it that way? And luckily for me, on this podcast, I don't speak about things that I don't know or don't have experience of. And this is a very deliberate exercise for me because I feel that when we teach from a place of understanding and experience, we can really help people create meaningful offerings in their own respective hustles. And so as somebody who is a marketer and an influencer, I have been invited to events, but I've also created events. And I can tell you now from the horse's mouth, the proverbial horse's mouth, that we do create specialized experiences for influencers so that when they amplify our brand, the content pops, that it looks great, that it gives you that FOMO, fear of missing out appeal that makes you want to purchase now. Does it mean that that's what you are going to experience? No. Does it mean you're going to get great service? No. Even the waiters know these are important guests. These are VIPs. They're going to be on camera. We need to behave. Does it mean they're going to behave when an average regular person comes? I don't know. You know, it's a roll of a dice. And so you have to be very careful that you are not just trusting influencers because they are people you like. The important thing about influencer marketing or the thing I want us to focus on the most about influencer marketing is 
The true value of influencer marketing lies in the relationship that influencers have with their audience. The reason why that relationship is so valuable is because of the trust. What studies have found is that when celebrities market a product versus an influencer, people tend to trust the influencer more because they have a more devoted and open and trusting relationship with the influencer than they do with the celebrity. So in a person's mind, they're thinking, oh, the celebrity is just advertising to me. But when they see the influencer, they're thinking, oh, that could be me. This is my friend or someone I like showing me something that I could also attain. And because of that relationship, because of the trust, the trust value, the trust quotient of the relationship between a consumer and an influencer, it's very important that brands also take this seriously. It's important that influencers understand their power and use it for good. I actually tweeted about this on on Twitter um, a few days ago and I was asking if influencers need to be socially responsible with the brands and the products that they choose to promote. Do they have a social responsibility to the public to sell us and promote us things that are vetted, things that are safe, things that are safe for consumption, you know, things that will not harm us. And from my personal opinion, I think they do. And it's not a complicated situation. I think once we say they do, people say, oh, but how would she know? Her job is just to promote. But your job is not just to promote. Your job as an influencer is actually to nurture the relationship you have with your customers because your customers are what brands are looking for. So you protect your relationship with your customers, your audience, before you try to seek commercial opportunities. Because you understand that your audience is what allows you to unlock commercial opportunities. But when you break trust with your audience, you also lose them. And so you lose commercial opportunities in the future. So your loyalty is actually to your audience. It is not to a brand. And if you want to protect the reputation of your brand as an influencer, you need to be very mindful of who you're working with. Not only for your audience, but also for yourself. Because if you are working with an unsafe product or a morally bankrupt company, etc., then you are also positioning yourself as somebody who either believes in that or is that. And that has overriding and overarching repercussions in the future. You do not want to put yourself in that position. As I was researching, you know, the influencers who worked with Hello Darlings, what they said about Tasneem's offering, they basically were saying that they were not aware that Tasneem was not providing quality services to her customers and that she owed the customers money. They say that they didn't even get money from Tasneem and all they basically got was, you know, a portion of the trip paid for and in return, they would share their experience of the trip with their audience. And a lot of the influencers said, but they enjoyed themselves and they were not aware that any shady dealings were happening. And so they were saying it was more of a trade exchange than uh, money being paid to them. And they did not know that people were being ripped off, right? 
So here's the tricky part. And here's the part for the audience, the person who's the consumer here, needs to take into serious consideration. You need to vet the influences that you are influenced by. Check their pages and ask yourself, is this person always selling me things and aligning with brands and products that do not fit who they are? If you see that, then you can see that this person, this influencer is just here for the checks. Nothing wrong with that, but you're observing that they are here to get paid and not necessarily to build a relationship with their audience. And if you've got that kind of person as somebody who's influencing you, they're going to sell you anything that the highest bidder is willing to give them. Do not listen to people like that. They will influence you into things that make you a victim of things. And they can't help you. Once, once you are facing the negative consequences of something, they can't help you. They do not force you to listen to them and trust them. You decide. And so as a consumer, you need to vet your influencer for yourself. Are they actually partnering with brands that align to what they are about? When they speak about products, are they transparent? Do they seem to have a lot of knowledge about the thing before they share it? Or does it just come across as, hi guys, today I'm working with this company and this is what we're showing. Then the next day it's a different one. And you don't really get a sense of, so how are you as the influencer connected to this brand? Why are you interrupting our trustful, engaging, beautiful relationship to show us this brand and this offering? Always ask yourself those questions. And if you really feel like you need another person's opinion before you, you purchase a product or purchase an experience, etc., as a consumer, try to look for reviews. Try to look for affiliations with other credible bodies. So, for example, if it's a car, for example, try to look for regular people who reviewed the car and told you how they feel about the car. Try to look for even bloggers and influencers who have reviewed the car and YouTubers who've reviewed the car and were not reviewing it as a paid post, but it was a spontaneous decision to review something that they have an opinion about. When it's not paid for, a lot of the time, influencers tend to be more honest because they don't have to serve a brand and make a brand look good. They just have to be honest. And so you find that they get better reviews. Look for reviews from regular people. Find it on websites. Find it on those kinds of platforms. Even go on the social media pages. Look at the different interactions underneath the comment section. It will really give you a feel of who's using the product, how do they feel, and, you know, should you be partaking in this? Should you be participating? Are you the right audience for this? And also, is this person aligned to other companies? Or is this product or service aligned to other credible companies? Um, you know, are they, if it's a car, are they, do they have the, the, the appropriate certifications, for example, from the bodies that be and the powers that be? It's small little things like that. I mean, I'm seeing how there's a real gap in the skincare market for regulation. We're seeing a rise of entrepreneurs creating skincare products that are actually quite harmful for people's skin. And because they are not in a space that is 
chasing regulation the way that it should, and they're also positioning themselves in a certain way, they're allowed to be on shelves when they actually shouldn't be, or they're allowed to sell on Instagram when they actually shouldn't be. And I have tried some of those products and they have ruined my skin. And I've had to go to my dermatologist who said, you're not the first person who's come with this. I've actually had 50 other clients who came using the same skincare brand. And do you know what got me? What got me to feel like these brands might be credible? It was the fact that they had a lot of followers on Instagram. It was the fact that the founders were famous and that their brand was accessible anywhere. So like in retail shops, online, etc. And it was the fact that they had influencers who had a lot of followers repping the brand or promoting the brand. And so when you look at all of these things, the mix screams credibility, right? It screams, you can trust me. But all of those things are things that can be manufactured and manipulated. You can PR yourself into a famous founder. So a famous founder doesn't mean anything actually. It doesn't mean that what you're going to get is a quality product. Cool. Lots of Instagram followers. That just boils down to good marketing. It has nothing to do with a quality product or a credible product. It just boils down to good marketing. So having a lot of followers doesn't necessarily mean that what you're purchasing is true, credible, exists or safe. The third one is working with influencers who have a lot of followers. That also screams credibility, right? I mean, they have so many followers. That means so many people love this person. So they must be trustworthy because they wouldn't have this many followers if they were not trustworthy. Wonderful. But also, you have to be so careful when you're observing an influencer's amount of followers. Really check their captions. Are they writing captions or are they simply putting emojis? Is there a coherent message in their content? Do they stand for something? What I'm about to say will be very controversial, but it's true. If you are following pages of people who are just showing you their pretty faces or their muscles or whatever all day and there is no storyline behind that and you can't really tell what it is they believe in, what it is they're here to do, then nine times out of ten... They are just there to be popular and so they will sell anything that amplifies their popularity and makes them credible. So if I want to be an influencer who's seen as a true influencer, then I'll want to work with brands that give me credibility. So brands that have a famous founder, brands that have a lot of followers, brands that are in every store so that it makes it seem like I'm working with a big deal. Don't get dribbled by big dealness. Don't get dribbled by hype. Do not get dribbled by hype, guys. Those things always scream credibility. In fact, the mechanism of hype is to convince you and steer your attention to I am credible. I am credible. I am credible. Look at the house I have. Look at the car I have. Look at the friends I have. I'm credible. I'm credible. But those things are just performative indicators of credibility. They are not true indicators of credibility. I mean, if any of you are avid Netflix viewers, you'll know that there's a show that's trending right now called Inventing Anna. And she's also in prison 
And it's a true story. She's in prison for faking, inverted commas, her identity and convincing wealthy people and socialites in New York that she was an heiress who had all this money, etc., etc. And she did this by leaning into the superficial things that people believe create credibility. So we see this quite often on Instagram, especially if I show you my fancy car, living in my fancy house with my designer bag and my famous friends, you will assume that I am credible. You will assume that anything I touch turns to gold. And I want everybody listening to be very aware that I'm saying you will assume, which means that it's not the person who's swindling you who is going to suffer the negative consequences. It's going to be you because you are making the assumption. They are just presenting things. They are just appealing to your prejudice. They're appealing to your perspective. But you do not have to accept that as truth. And that's also why it's very hard to get people like the Tinder swindler to go to jail for actually swindling people. A lot of the things he did weren't a crime because the people are the ones who opened the bank accounts. The people are the ones who lied. The people are the ones who took out credit. He didn't do it. He didn't hold a gun to their head. He didn't pressure them to do it half the time. And even if he did, it's very hard to prove that. So there's so many things. You are the one who allows people to convince you that their superficial indicators of credibility are truth it's your choice you are the one who gets swindled you are the one who's left with the negative repercussions not the person who's swindling you influencers are never going to be arrested for promoting something that they had no knowledge was fake how can they be they had no knowledge that it was fake and so we cannot blame them and say they are responsible for the fact that people started trusting Hello Darlings and the products that Hello Darlings was offering or the experiences that Hello Darlings was offering. Should influencers be socially responsible? Absolutely. And not for common good, but for commercial reasons, for the fact that it protects their brand and that it enhances their relationship with their community, which actually opens up more commercial opportunities for them. Morality is very personal. We cannot make it somebody else's prerogative to have the same morality that we do. And so we cannot approach these kinds of conversations from a moral perspective. It has to be from a commercial and legal perspective and a business perspective because those are the only things that will matter <laughs> when we do have to call them out, when we do make decisions. And I want people to be very sober-minded when they're listening to this podcast. It's not a subjective podcast. It's an objective podcast to a very, very large extent. As citizens who are digital citizens, are consumers of social media, who do have influences that they love, make sure you are protecting yourself. Make sure you vet everything you buy. I am all about tech, I'm all about the online space, but I will research the life out of anything before I buy it. I will research Shane or Shein 
the really popular fashion app that's taking the world by storm right now. I saw a lot of influencers talk about it and I thought maybe I should try it. But before I do, I have to research it. But I had to go research. I had to read articles on different platforms. I had to listen to radio interviews. I had to go watch unboxings and see the quality. I had to go find reviews. I did so many things and I still have not purchased from Shane, even though millions of people have. Until I feel comfortable with the brand and I feel comfortable with what they're selling, I will not purchase it. Nobody is holding a gun to my head to say that I must buy. And because I have the emotional maturity to say what other people are finding cool and what everybody's part of doesn't have to be what I'm about all the time. I am allowed to be individualistic in my decision making. I am allowed to make decisions that are different to other people. Be a leader for your own life. Leaders do not follow trends, they create trends. You set the standard in your life and then you find things that actually fall within the standard. Don't try to go outside of it because you will never find peace there. You will never find anything good outside of that. Maintain your standards. Don't allow yourself as a consumer to be dribbled. And as a business or a brand that wants to work with influencers, I beg you, this is of utmost importance. Please stop working with influencers for their numbers and start working with them for the synergy that they have with your brand. Please, let's make these collaborations let's make these connections authentic let's make them relevant let's make them honest let's make them about building relationships on a long-term perspective too many of us as entrepreneurs and brand managers just chasing clout we're chasing short-term visibility and we're calling it long-term gains because we want to make it seem like our tenure as the head of branding or marketing or as the entrepreneur now was incredibly successful. And I personally believe that the true success of a brand is in its ability to continue to exist even after the original founders made it happen. Even after, you know, unexplainable events and unpredictable events like COVID happened. When something can sustain itself for a long time, then you know it's a success. But in the first 10 years, it's honestly, just a business that's trying to survive and some of them have a lot of hype once again these opinions are going to hurt a lot of people and they're going to make a lot of people feel upset but this is not the let's be friends with label lion podcast this is the label lion show and we have honest conversations and i urge you and i implore you to do your research and really try to decide where you stand on this matter I think that consumers need to be more responsible for the decisions that they make. And I also think influencers need to be more responsible for the brand collaborations they allow to be on their pages. Once we can start working in integrity and stop using superficial indicators of success and credibility as our core strategic drivers to success, we will really see how businesses can truly unlock the value of influencer marketing. I really believe in influencer marketing. I, I really believe in the idea that trust sells anything. Trust builds relationships. Trust 
sets the foundation for legacy. Trust is the mechanism that makes word of mouth marketing the beast that it is. You know, word of mouth marketing is powerful because it's people who trust each other recommending something to each other or making each other aware of something. So it is unfortunate that people were scammed by or allegedly scammed by the Hello Darling company led by Tasneem. And I hope that all of us are going to use this as a lesson to be more woke digital citizens, more informed digital citizens who do their research, who speak to other people, who check and who use Lebo Lion's golden rule, which is the influencer experience is not the consumer experience. Never think that what you see an influencer experiencing is what you're going to experience after you have paid. Nine times out of ten, that is not the case. I love you guys. Thank you for always tuning into this podcast. Let's keep being the disruptors that we are. Let's keep making way. Let's keep building lives that we love and businesses that we love. And until the next podcast, remember, the best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Stay safe. Hi, Tribe. Before you go, I need to tell you something. I've written a book and it's called Audacity. This is a life guide for anyone who wants a consistent mentor, a friend, a mother, a sister, just a voice of reason that allows them to have the audacity to pursue the life of their dreams unapologetically. All you have to do to purchase a copy of Audacity is go to www.lebolion.com forward slash book. That's www.lebolion.com forward slash book. Join thousands of people as they pursue the lives that they dream of and become the people that they've always wanted to become. Thank you for your support and I can't wait to engage with you on our Audacity page on Instagram at Audacity the book where we will be engaging in conversations, experiences, and moments that allow us to connect with each other and build a tribe of audacious, courageous individuals.